All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Hello, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with Tim. Tim Wurzberger and John Scott. How's it going, Tim, my, my boy? <laughs> Good morning, John. How are you? Not bad. You know, nothing to complain about. We're inching towards Christmas. Today is December 22nd. It's very exciting. Very, you can you can feel the anticipation building in my house. It's it's kind of like what day is it, Dad? How many days till Christmas? What 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 day is it? When 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 Santa coming? It's just constant uh, barrage of questions every day. So, it's really exciting. The kids are getting super amped up. My my daughter's birthday is, is the twenty fourth, so we have to get over that hurdle to get to Christmas. But it's just uh, you know we're doing well. We are doing very well in our house. What about you, Tim? It was good. I actually got to spend some time at your house this weekend, which is really nice. You did, my. My wife actually, a few days before you came over, said, we need to get Tim over. And I was like, I've asked him, and I haven't really asked too serious, I don't think. So I said, listen, when do you want to come over? I gave you three or four days, and you picked one. You came. It was a brunch. It wasn't a dinner. Yeah. It was, uh, it was more of a Sunday afternoon food throwdown. But that's what we do on Sundays. We get up early. We have breakfast. And then we don't eat. We go to church. We come back. And then we eat a huge meal around one or two or three like a massive meal. And then we just kind of have snacks for dinner. And so that's what we did. You were a part of the massive meal. Yeah. Which, I, I ate so much food. I didn't eat again the rest of the day. It was so good. That's the idea. So we had some meatballs, homemade meatballs and spaghetti and some salad and some treats. And homemade it was bread nice. Too. Some homemade bread. That's right. I know. My wife throws down. She loves a good Sunday dinner. It's it's a main asset of her. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> One of the plus column. Yeah. So what did you think of the house? You haven't seen the house since you left, and I don't know what state the house was in the last time you've seen it. Yeah, Which, I mean, the cabinets weren't in yet, and the, the maybe the floor is just done. 
there was nothing. I mean, there was it was a mess, and that was like a week before you moved in. So I did not. I don't know what that last week must have looked like, but I'm sure it was hectic. But the house looks great. It looks very uh, lived in already. Like you guys have been there for a while. It feels like we've been in here for a year and a half, but we've only been in here for a month. Yeah, we we definitely fill up a space with all our junk pretty quickly. But anyways, it was nice to have you over. The kids still call you Hockey Puck Tim. I have to, I had to just warn the big girls. I'm like, we cannot call him Hockey Puck Tim anymore. We have to call him Mr. Wurzberger. So, <laughs> like, they're getting to that age where it's like we have to, you know, he's he's a grown up. We got to call him Mr. And they're like, we just want to call him Hockey Puck Tim. They can call me Mr. Tim. How about that? Mr. Hockey Puck Tim. Mr. W. Mr. Mr. Tim. Anyways, it was nice to have you over. We'll get you over again some other time, Tim. So there will be hockey. It is official. They've signed the papers, the players, the owners. They've come to an agreement. Well, basically, they already had an agreement, but the owners just said, okay, we'll play under that agreement. They, they stopped trying to work the angles in the, in the shadows and backdoor and in the media to try to improve their position on that, that agreement. But the players stood their ground, good for them, and there will be a season. It's official. I think all four divisions that we mapped out are the four divisions that are going to move forward. I was interested to see what kind of playoff and regular season system they would have. Would teams travel, you know, during the regular season to do like a Western Coast swing and to pick up those, you know, whatever many teams. And they're not doing it. They're staying strictly in division. It's um, it's pretty radical. It's it's really, really – I'm excited for it. I think the fans should be excited for it. I think it'll be completely, completely different than what we've ever seen. And I don't know what the, the setup was a long time ago before there was, like, massive easy transit where you can fly everywhere and drive everywhere and planes, trains, and automobiles. If this is what they did, like, I don't know, a long time ago. But it's really neat. It's kind of refreshing where if you're in the Canadian division, you're going to play each team ten times. Nine or ten times. Like, that's a lot to play one team. Like, you're going to gain some hatred towards some players, and I'm excited for it. I think we see a resurgence in fights. This is going to be a year for the ages that we haven't seen before, where last year there was like 0.5 fights a game, 0.4, something ridiculous like that. I'm, I'm excited to say that we're going to be over a fight a game in some divisions because the hatred will be there. The rivalry will be back, and it's going to be just – uh, it's going to be refreshing, Tim. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly it. Is the 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 rivalries that are going to be born from this are just going to be incredible to watch, especially on the teams that already hate each other. You know, like the um, Oilers and and Flames in the same division, right? Um, that'll be fun to watch. But I'm excited to see what new rivalries come out too. And you know, maybe the, like the the Wild and the the Sharks or something. Like, who knows what those or the Bruins with the Islanders, you know, these new teams that are playing each other all of a sudden way more than they're used to playing each other. And then maybe there's some hatred that comes out of that, which will be fun to watch. That could last even when you go back to some semblance of normalcy, that could last for years. So it'll be a lot of fun to see how this all shakes out. It'll be interesting to see how eager Evander Kane is to tweet. Now that he knows he's going to play Vegas nine times next year, (laughs) you know, like he was playing, Vegas quite a bit I think they play four three or four times but to play them nine times like you have to dodge Ryan Reeves for nine games and that guy's an absolute animal and when he gets going and when he gets a chip on his shoulder especially if Vegas is up in the division that division is pathetic right now there's only three really competitive teams 
with Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis. If there's like a month left in the season and they've already wrapped up a top three seed or top four seed, he's just going to be picking off players. Like, okay, time to pay the piper. Like, it's go time, Evander. You guys are in last. There's only they're only taking four teams with the new playoff structure. You guys are gone. We're in. Let's let's do this. He's going to start jumping people. So that'll be interesting. And yeah, I, I'm excited. Who knows what rivalries will will uh, spawn out of this because it'll be fun. Like Toronto and Ottawa, that used to be a, an intense rivalry. It still is. But just these Canadian teams, I think everyone should be excited about that. But moving on, let's break down the regular season format and then go into playoffs because this is a playoff format that we haven't seen before. And it's it's really, gosh, it's really out there. I think Gary really kind of put his stamp on this season where he said, we're, we're doubling down on this COVID thing. I thought for playoffs, all 16 teams would go to a bubble again, and that would be it. And they would just do the same thing that they did last season in the Edmonton and Toronto bubble, and that, that would be your playoff bubble. But no, you're staying in division. So why don't you break it down, Tim, if you have it right in front of you? I do. So the regular season will be 56 games starting on January 13th. That's official. Uh, one thing that's funny is that the, the camps start, I think, January 3rd. Unless you didn't make the playoffs, then you get an extra two days of rest. Did you see that? I did see that. January 5th, I think. So it's just Well, no, like, it, it's a benefit for the teams that – because there's seven teams that didn't make the bubble, so they get a, a head start. That's oh, why that they did it. Is? The yeah. Early start, okay. So they get an early start to the season. So that that's going to give them such an advantage. Those yeah, two or three days. Unfair. Oh, heads up the first week of the season because those teams are going to be flying with those extra days of practice. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, and another thing to note too is the NHL is – for if there are a couple of players that have to opt out for health reasons, the NHL has said they're still going to pay them a full salary. So the, their team still owe them a full salary if they're playing, which I thought was an interesting thing to know. Interesting because I, I read otherwise where I heard that they were not going to get a full salary. They were going to get some kind of – package or per diem if they had a health reason but if they just wanted to opt out for no reason at all they were just scared they weren't getting paid at all that that salary was going to be you know moved over to the next year and the team was not going to have that salary cap hit like last year when two grass sat out the Bruins still had to pay him that was still a hit on their salary cap where so I don't know we should dig into that a little more because that'll be an interesting I don't think many players will opt out they haven't had a check in going on a year now so i think most players will opt in just from the financial point of it but anyways keep going sorry to keep cutting you off Tim. no it's good um so like you said the the teams are going to play each team in their division like eight to ten times and they're going to stay in that division until we get to the playoffs and the first round of the playoffs this is which really gets really exciting is basically they're going to have uh the top four teams from each division play each other and the first and two, first two rounds will stay within those divisions so the, the first team will play the fourth team and the second and third will play each other. So, I mean, it's going to be just after a season where you've already played these guys like seven, eight, nine, ten times, now you got to play a seven-game playoff round against them. It's going to be just insane to watch. The players are going to be – it's going to almost be like uncle. Like I've seen these guys – just say, okay, you say you're Vancouver and you play Edmonton ten times in the regular season, and now you have to play them in a seven-game series – it's just like, come on. Like, that's it's it's going to be insane. The players are going to get tested mentally because of this. Because you match up against the same line mostly every time. You see the same players mostly on every shift. It's not like you're bouncing around. The first line usually goes against the second or third line. The fourth lines play against each other. So you're going to see these guys potentially 17 games in a shortened season. 
that's a lot of hockey against one team. So you're going to know what these guys had for breakfast mostly by, by the end of this because you're just going to be so close to them. You can smell their breath. It's, um, it's crazy. So anyways, go, go on, Tim. Yeah, so then uh, once we get past that is the, the teams that advance to the semifinal round will just be seeded according to their regular season points total. So one versus four and two versus three again. Um, one thing to note, too, about the divisions and everything, and I was thinking about this last night. Do you So the, the Stars and the Lightning are in the same division now. Do you think it's ever happened before, at least in the last 50 years, of the teams that played each other in the Stanley Cup final were in the same division the next year? Oh, man. Well, it would have to be during the realignment. And usually when they move a team, they move one of the lower level teams. They don't move the Stanley Cup finalists. So I doubt it. I bet you this is the first time where the finalists the previous year will play each other, potentially in the playoffs and not be Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting thing to watch uh, this year, too, as far as rivalries go. Um, the season is expected to conclude um, in May with the playoffs expected to conclude in July. And then they're going to kind of get into it. They're hoping for a bit of a regular, regular thing from there. Well, the draft will also be in, in July. The, um, and they're hoping to start the regular season next year in October, maybe a couple of weeks later than normal. But next year's 2021 or 2021 into 2022 season should be, pretty much a normal schedule and I think hopefully it'll go back to the way it was uh in maybe two years or so but it is yeah hopefully they can get in but the thing that throws a wrench in that plan is the Olympics in 2022 so we'll see what happens there because that Olympics if I'm not mistaken is that in China I don't know so so that'll be tricky um I'm I'm hopeful I'm optimistic (laughs) I think with the vaccine coming out with players just people know what to do now you know, it's like they, they've done the bubble. I, I think this will be successful. I think they've seen baseball fail a little bit. They've seen football fail. They can learn from their mistakes. And I feel like hockey players are pretty, you know, pretty level-headed. They're not going to put themselves in positions to, you know, fail and to just, you know, be that guy who ruins a team for a week, a week and a half where you have to lock each other out. But anyways, that'll be fun. I think the playoff structure is the most exciting thing about this. You know, the regular season is exciting. It's it's going to be a sprint again when it's a, when it's a shortened season and there's only 56 games. Those first 10, 15 games are crucial. You can't start off a season, you know, slow. And with the no preseason, the very short truncated training camp, it's going to be very important for a team to get out of the gates fast. So a young team, you know, is, is going to take advantage of this. And there's been players playing in Europe, so I think you'll see the teams that have a high European core. Those teams will be successful. And the guys who are, you know, the teams that have a big, you know, North American content, those teams will struggle. Because Jumble Thornton, he's been playing in Swiss for the last month and a half with his Davos team, where he's done pretty well. You know, he was a point-to-game guy. And I don't think people in North America realize this. There's been leagues going on in in, uh, Europe for months now. So these guys coming over, they've been playing like full games for a long time. So that'll be a huge advantage for them and for the teams that have a high European contingent. That'll be a, a big asset. So watch for those teams to get up to a hot start. Watch for the teams who are older, the Anaheims, the Dallas, the San Jose's, even a Columbus team. Those teams will struggle, I think, at the beginning to get their bearings and to get the body ready because like last year with the playoffs, they've been sitting on the couch for a long time. They don't have their usual workout routine. Everything's been shut down. They're still kind of easing back into things. So it'll be interesting to see what teams jump out, what teams struggle, 
And like I said, the shortened season, if you don't jump out to a hot start, when I was with Buffalo, we were a Stanley Cup contender to start the season. It was a 48-game season. We lost, I think, six of the first seven. The GM blew the team up. He's like, there's no chance. Like, we have to literally go 35-5 and five the rest of the way in order to be competitive to make the playoffs. And we're not, we ain't doing that. And so he just, like, took a bomb to the whole team and just blew us up. And so I could see that happening, especially with this salary cap era where GMs, you know, they're under the gun. They have to, you know, meet a certain salary cap. And if the owner's sitting there, like, we're not going to make the playoffs. Why am I playing, paying this player this amount of money? They're going to start making moves. So it'll be very interesting. I'm excited. Twenty twenty already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Thank goodness, businesses across the globe are challenged to be more efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike the other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause at any time. There are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers, delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Listen, it's their best offer anywhere, right here on my show. So go to Indeed.com right now, backslash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back, baby. The playoffs are around the corner. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads, totals, the team player, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. You better believe I made a boatload this year, my Buffalo Bills. I bet on the Bills every single week with the spread, straight up bid, boom. I I got money in the bank because of Bet Online. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. the playoffs tim i'm so excited for the playoffs this is going to be wild the playoffs are going to be great they're just going to be insane they're going to be insane um and then a couple other things from frank saravelli who's a guy who's who's pretty much all over this whole thing talked about the protocols as it goes for covid and, and player safety and all that uh there's there's some travel i wouldn't call them restrictions but i guess protocols um that control the player movement on the road um, so players and staff will be limited to the game rink, practice rink, or team hotel. That's it. 
no outside facilities, no bars, restaurants or shopping. All the meals will take place in the hotel. Um, and the language is that it continues to change, but the, the idea is going to be no guests in the hotel rooms, no use of the hotel gym, no housekeeping in your rooms, assigned seats on buses and planes, in-flight catering eliminated where feasible. It's all spelled out so to be pretty restrictive to make sure they can control the environment for the players and the teams. It's going to be, t- it's going to be no fun. Like they're, they're strictly doing this for money reasons. Like I said, I was thinking if I was a, a rookie, Last year was my first year. I had a little taste, you know, at the beginning of the season, but my my experience my first two years is vastly different from any other player coming into the league. Like my first two years, I was walking on air with all this new stuff, the fancy smell, all this great things happening. It was so great. And these kids coming in, it's like, you can't leave your hotel. You can't leave the rink. You can't leave your house. The The reason you make the NHL is to, like, enjoy the, the benefits of the NHL going out on the road, going to dinner, having a couple drinks, you know, celebrating a win on the plane with the boys, having beers on the bus. It's just, that's the reason you play hockey. You know what I mean? And to kind of take that all away, gosh, I wonder what the morale is going to be because that's where you build a good team too, is you, you have those early season experiences where, you know, you gather the fellas. It's like, okay, first week of the season, we're traveling. We're going to be in Columbus for two nights. Let's go out and blow the doors off at the first night. You know what I mean? Let's go build some camaraderie. And you go out, you toss a couple back, you have a good time, and you just build that relationship with these players. And mind you, maybe they're playing video games against each other and they know, like, I don't know how they build relationships nowadays. And it's funny, I've only been out of the league for four years, but it seems like it's a completely different world. But it's just too bad. Like those are some strict rules where you can't leave the hotel, you can't leave your house, you've got to go to the rink, to the practice rink, and that's it. Like these, it's not, it's not fun. Like this is, this is a business, this is a business year. It's not a fun year. This isn't a game anymore. It's a business, and these owners want to make money. They, they approve the the ads on the helmet. We'll see how big they go and what company steps up to the plate to kind of pay to get that. I wonder if each team will have their own deal or if they'll do a, a blanket league-wide deal for the helmets but that's going to happen it's just uh, i don't know and then they still have to get over a couple of hiccups san jose still can't play in santa clara county like they have an ordinance there where you you cannot have any physical contact so like the the san francisco 49ers have been playing out of arizona and san jose they're starting their camp in arizona so that puts them out they are they were already behind the eight ball with their team and how they finished last year and just just the train wreck they have with contracts and players and everything going on in San Jose. So to throw this into the mix where they have to pick up, go to Arizona for training camp, and they don't know how long they're going to be there because the way things are going in California, their governor, he loves locking things down. Like they've been shut down the whole time. So who knows what's going to happen? They, they might be in Arizona for the first month of the season, two months of the season, if not the whole season. So that puts them behind the eight ball. The teams in Canada, they still haven't come to a, a final, you know, conclusion on that. The provinces that are, you know, giving them a hard time are Ontario, Quebec, and BC. Those three provinces have not given them the green light to say, okay, yeah, you guys can play. They're still just being a stick in the mud saying, well, we don't know. It's really risky for teams to travel across the province and across the country. This, this might, you know, be a super spreader thing where we're going to just spread this disease and you guys are just going to be little lab rats bringing coronavirus from east to west. So we'll see what they figure out with that. 
there could be a case where Canada just has a bubble in Edmonton the whole time because these three provinces don't get their act together and they play in Alberta the whole time because Alberta's super cool. You know what I mean? Alberta's the cool kid in Canada right now. They they get it. Ontario, Quebec. Quebec's always been the you know ugly redheaded stepchild. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, but other than those little hiccups, you know, it, it's it's full on. Like I don't think you realize the season's going to start in two weeks. That's insane. Like that's a very short. Players aren't even in the city yet. Some of them. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you what do you expect him? The first week of the season, what what do we expect to see? Is it going to be good hockey? Will there be sluggish players? Are guys going to be just really fat from their Christmas break? Like what what can we expect? Especially the seven teams who haven't played in almost a year. What what do we have to look forward to? Tim Warsberger, hockey puck, Tim, <laughs> break it down for us. Well, before I do, I, I'm wondering now if there's one at least one player in the league who assumed like you did five years ago there wouldn't be a season and just was eating a ton right now and drinking a bunch, not working out. And all of a sudden he's got to get into scramble mode because he's got two weeks to get back on the ice. I think though, those days are gone. Yeah. That, that mentality of player I think has left the building. I feel like the, the way the kids are now, they didn't stop working out. You know what I mean? It's just, they, this is their job. This is what they do. I don't see that ever happening because all the vets are still really, really, really in shape. That's why they're still in the, in the game. The young kids just, they don't have a life. They just go out and train and play video games. That's what I think of young kids. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, think, so surprises, Tim. What, what do we what do we have in store? Well, week one, I think will be good hockey. I don't think it'll be sloppy. What I'd really like to see, like you said earlier, is is some big fights. I want to see like the physicality. I want to see some hatred come out. Um, especially now. I assume you're probably they'll probably I haven't seen the official schedule yet, but I imagine that teams will play teams that they're used to playing right away like the teams that have been in the same division before they'll probably try to mess those up in the early weeks to get the tv ratings up and um and teams that already have a good feel for each other so i hope you see some of that um i don't know that that'll affect like whether how physical the games are going to be if they if they already know these guys compared to a new team that they're feeling out but i hope you see some big fight i hope reeds run somebody over i hope that the tom wilson's of the league the evanders of the league make their presence known um ross uh what's his name ross johnson on the island boss the boss yeah. yeah the uh what, what did he what did he tell reeves he told him he was like the new sheriff in town or something and then reeves yeah. just clocked him yeah he's i like ross johnson but i agree i hope there's some physical play when, when you play hockey you know the the first thing that goes is your hands that when you're off for a while so it takes a while to get the hands back to where they where they should be but the thing that's always there is your instincts and your your instincts on how to hit. You know, if your legs are there, the physicality should be there. So I, I think the coaches will be stressing just get your legs into the game. It's going to take a while to get your hands into the game. I, I feel like it's going to be just like the bubble where I expected it to be slow and sluggish. I think the players are going to be fine. They, they've been ready for this. They've been prepping for this. And I feel like they're going to hit the ground running and it's going to be good hockey. I don't know if anybody will watch. That'll be a tricky, tricky point. I don't know how they're going to work their TV broadcasting stuff, but just based on last year's numbers from the bubble, it was a huge disappointment, a huge failure. And that's not just for hockey. That's across the board with all sports. Everybody's been dropping. Even even the untouchable, the, the Midas touch NFL, they've seen their ratings drop. And that's that was once unheard of where NFL was just untouchable. You could do anything. Like they, they had players like – 
beating up their wives left and right. And the ratings were through the roof. So to see them kind of, it's a chink in their armor. I, I don't expect them to get back to pre-COVID era, but if they could get a little bump, I don't know. I still think people are distracted here in the States with the the vaccine and the, the election still is, you know, got random things happening with it. So it might take some time in Canada. I don't know how that is. I know my dad's still locked down. I'm sure he would like a distraction, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they get the support. Hopefully they can make some money because like we touched on earlier, they're, they're staying with this CBA. So that means they're kicking this can down the road. So, and this can is a massive debt that has to be repaid at some point. And we're not talking, you know, well, it's going to be $30 million. No, this is hundreds of millions of dollars that they will have to repay because to think that they're going to break even this year, not a chance. They're still going to lose a ton of money this year and they're going to lose a ton of money next year. And when that bill comes in, it's not a credit card game. It's not one guy is going to pick up the tab. All these players are going to have to pony up and pick up this tab. And the players this year just said, okay, you know, we're, we're, we, we took the hit as much as we can. We're going to pass this down the road. And so we'll see what happens. This salary cap is not going to raise in the next three, four, five years. I feel like this is going to be flat for a long time. Really? Because this is going to be a huge debt. And the owners aren't going to raise the salary cap until they get this debt paid off. There's no way. Like if the players are sitting there and they owe, owe them $600 billion or whatever the number is, that's a high number I know. But if they owe them a ton of money, like $600 million, they're not going to raise the salary cap. It would be insane for them to raise the salary cap. It's like pay off your debt, then we'll talk about raising the cap. But anyways, what what other news, Tim, do we have to discuss today? Yeah, just a couple of quick hits here. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be named the Blues captain. No surprises there. Um, but that that wasn't official yet, so that looks like it's coming through. Um, and he's what a terrible it. trade for Buffalo. Uh, Another like just like they they went out, they did the due diligence, they signed him to a big deal. It just didn't work. It's just too bad because as soon as he left Buffalo, he was the he was the main reason I think St. Louis won that cup. He was oh, yeah. fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and he looked good too. The guy, he's one of those guys who has. When he has the beard, he's super handsome. When he shaves it off, it's like, yeah, you should have kept the beard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyways, good for him. Good captain. Good guy. You know, he, he'll do a good job there. He'll, he'll fill the void admirably that Peter Angelo left. Oh, for sure. Um, Kucherov has got a lingering hip injury. The Lightning are going to probably start the season without him, and they're going to get some cap relief because of it. So uh, hopefully he's not out for too long. Probably good news for the rest of the teams in that division. But I thought it's something to keep an eye on, too, because obviously he's a superstar player. They could care less, Tampa Bay, because they're going to walk through this division. Like, I, Just imagine their first few games. They're going to play Chicago, yeah, Detroit, Florida, Nashville. They should, Well, Nashville will be competitive. Their only, their only competition in that division will be Columbus and St. Louis. So they should walk into the playoffs because if you're taking four teams out of the eight or nine teams in that division, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a pretty good chance you're going to make the playoffs in your Tampa Bay. So let Kucherov rest. Give him the first half of the season off. Much like basketball, these players have just finishing a big playoff run. Obviously, hockey, they, they've had a little bit more rest, but still not the usual summer where you have three months to kind of repair and recharge the batteries. But it'll be interesting. Good for Kucherov. I'm glad he's hurt. Uh, uh, Zdeno Char still is not signed. He's still, he's still UFA. He's... I mean, I think retirement's still on the table, but most likely he's going to play. But uh, the, the, his agent spoke yesterday that he's had 20 teams reach out to him. 
20? Uh, 20 plus teams. This is, I mean, this is an agent talking, so you got to take it Whoa. with a grain of salt. And then 15 of those were European teams. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but his focus right now is to talk to Boston. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where Boston doesn't want to bring him back. They need that help on the blue line for sure, especially on the left side. They're not as strong there. But um, it's a chance that he doesn't come back to Boston, which is still kind of weird to think about. Listen, I'm telling you, he's he's a serviceable player. He gets the job done. He still kills penalties, you know, somewhat good. But if you watch him out there, he's definitely not the same player. He, if he comes back, he would be a five six defenseman. He would kill penalties, and I would I would put him out there for twelve to fourteen minutes. Yeah, gone are the days when he gets twenty five thirty. You know, power play quarterbacking. He'd be my second penalty kill unit. I don't know. What would you think if he left? Would this be another hit to Boston? They had Tom Brady leave. Now they're going to have Zidane O'Char leave. What ha- what is happening to the Boston area sports teams? Uh, it's not. It wouldn't be a hit to the city of Boston. It would just be a hit for the Bruins. Like it, he's a guy that should help them. He's a guy that should be on their team. I mean, it won't be like a. It won't be a devastating loss from a hockey perspective. But he's going to be a net positive for their team if he's out there. So, um, yeah, I want him back for sure. What if he goes to Tampa Bay with Tom? Uh, yeah, him and Tom are just best Him friends. and Tom in Tampa Bay. That'd be great. We could kind of fit a Zidane O'Chara in there with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know how you'd work that. He's got such a strange name. It's hard to rhyme Zidane O'Chara with anything. Tom Brady yeah. even has a great name to play off of. And then he goes to Tampa Bay. It's, it's unbelievable. That guy, he did something good because he is just, he's living a blessed life, that guy. But anyways, very exciting stuff. Anything else, Tim? Uh, just one more. This one snuck under the radar. I'm surprised people haven't mentioned this, but Oscar Kleffbaum, who's a, a stud oh, defenseman yeah. for the Oilers, he's going to miss the entire season. I was going to touch on that during our Christmas 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 wish list for teams because he he was their best defenseman. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had uh, 34 points in a shortened season last year. Um, he's a good player, so that's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, it even makes the Tyson Berry signing even more, you know, wonderful. Because if, if he's gone and you have Tyson Berry stepping in to fill that void, that's that's a huge, you know, it's not a win for Edmonton because you're you're losing out on your best defenseman, but at least it's not you're falling off a cliff on your decor. Well, if they so, were smart, they would go out and get Jake Gardner if they had any sense about them. Listen, you you watch your mouth. Jake Gardner is the most underrated defenseman. And I hear these pundits saying, you know, Carolina needs to get rid of Jake Gardner. It was his worst year. He was minus 18 you got to put him in a, in a place to succeed, okay? When you have that caliber of player, I liken him to like a LeBron of hockey where <laughs> he should be able to pick his teammates. You know what I mean? LeBron picks his teammates every year. He's like, I want Anthony Davis, and the, the owner gets him Anthony Davis. Jake Gardner wanted to play with the all-star caliber defenseman, and they didn't do it. They put him with some schlub. So that's why he struggled. you got to treat – a talent like that with respect, or are you going to get a performance that isn't, you know, worthy of his talent level? So that's why Jake had a bad year. I expect my Jakey to come back and compete for a Norris trophy. Like he has every single year of his career. <laughs> He's going to be his back strong. We talk, we text almost daily. His back is where it should be. He's mentally, mentally straight. You know, he's in a good spot. And I, I, you know, I would keep my eye on the Carolina Hurricanes because Jakey's back, baby. I think you are now the campaign manager for Jake Gardner for Norris in this season. You are it's starting tonight. 
he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but I'll do it. You know, I will, I will definitely do it because he deserves it. He has been one of the most underrated defensemen, I would say, in our generation. He doesn't get his due. He carried a Toronto Maple Leafs blue line for years that had no business, some of them being in the NHL altogether. And you just threw Jake Gardner out there. He would eat up 30 minutes. He would play versus the other team's first two lines. Imagine double, that. Double shifting every single game. Every single game. So if, if the opposing team shortened their bench to three lines, Jake would be on the ice for two-thirds of the shifts because he would just <laughs> stay out. It's, it's incredible. Like, he is an absolute machine in the weight room. He's a joy to be around. He's just an absolute joy. Have so, you met him? Oh, my goodness. I've met him hundreds of times. Okay. Hundreds of times. Me and Jake go way back. But anyways, I feel like Carolina is one of those teams. They got a young team, a strong European contingent. They could, you know, turn some heads this year. They had a chance last year in the bubble to, to sniff a little success. They tasted it. And I, I would not sleep on Carolina, especially in that division. They can handle Detroit, Florida. They can compete with Tampa Bay. That'll be an interesting, you know, who's the third and fourth seed there. Do they get in over Nashville? Does Chicago have a chance? Because the top three are, go, are going to be St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and Columbus. I think that's, that's no, the Sam, top three. St. Louis isn't in that division. Are you serious? Yeah. They went west. They went west. Oh, well, then that's even worse division than I thought. Yeah, it's, it's must have, they must nobody. have switched that up. Anyways, look, don't sleep on Caroline, everybody. That's all I got to say. I, I did say St. Louis went west earlier in the show, too. What am I doing? You did, you did, yeah. I think I need to have breakfast. When I don't eat breakfast at a certain time, my blood sugar level goes. I start to get blurry vision, and I just start to get confused about things. So we should probably end the show before things get a little more sloppy, Eric, and we can just move on. Did I just call you Eric? Oh, my word. I'm sorry. Tim. Tim. Yeah, where did that come from? I was like. In my mind, I'm telling you. I'm just like, my blood sugar level is going. Is there anything else, Tim, that we need? No, that's it. That's the big news. That was a good episode. I'm excited. You know, Christmas is around the corner, everybody. Be excited. Go uh, go get some presents. Did you? What, what's Santa going to get you, Tim? Do you know? I don't, but I'm expecting a shipment from my mom today. Oh, which Santa's going to come down yeah. that chimney. You're not even going to realize. My I kids can't are all jacked up. Friday, but. Well, yes, it's Christmas. And then I hope you come over, Tim. That's I might. Open, I, I think yeah. you should. All right, everybody. I hope you have a good holiday season. Enjoy it. Go out and have some fun. And um, we will talk to you later. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks and see you next time.